This is the Oanda Podcast. Well, this is the Oanda Market Insights Podcast, talking to Oanda senior market analysts from around the world with the latest business and market news. And today, it is Ed Moyer in New York. How are you doing, Ed? Good. Thanks for having me. Great that you've joined us because you've been right in the thick of it on the east coast of the United States with the inauguration of President Joe Biden. And he certainly has hit the ground running with a raft of executive orders. It's almost like he's trying to wipe away Trumpism like it never happened. How are the markets now towards him? Well, I think markets are appreciating the consistency. I think the campaign that Biden launched was calling for mask mandates, a switch to climate-friendly policies, restarting relationships across the, the world. And, and, and right now, I think everyone is, for the most part, pleased that they're not really getting any um, surprise tweets or flip-flopping of stances. And the expectations are, you know, with Biden, what you see is what you get and, and that you're going to probably see him remain determined to defeat COVID. And uh, that's why we're probably going to have, I think, investors uh, just continue to price in that, you know, he, he got his blue wave and there will still be further uh, stimulus down the road. Um, and uh, I think the temporary focus right now is, you know, what exactly Republicans will be willing to negotiate with. And uh, I think that for the markets, they're going to be pretty much content. Even if we just have something done through the budget conciliatory process, I think you're going to still see that there's going to be expectations. There is going to be at least a trillion dollar stimulus done within his first hundred days. And what we've heard from, from the Fed and from Treasury Secretary nominee Yellen, we're probably going to see that the ultra accommodative stance is going to remain in place because even once we're on the other side of COVID, the labor market has big risks. I think economic scarring due to, to the pandemic is, is going to provide a, a very slow recovery on hiring. And, and that's why you're not going to see this accommodation leave anytime soon. And you mentioned Janet Yellen. She was very bullish in her support of President Biden's measures. Many of the president's orders are focused on COVID, which of course continues to ravage the USA. And it's unsurprising when you consider what COVID-19 is doing to the American economy. Uh, we've had better news on this side of the Atlantic today regarding the R rate dipping below one. I'm not sure what it is over on your side of the pond, but obviously that's uppermost in President Biden's mind. Very much so. I think the one thing that we're, you know, we are seeing cases, they are trending lower across most of the country. Uh, you know, the peak is in place, uh, but the big question mark is the the, the virus mutations, uh, the South African, the Dutch, we, we don't know exactly uh, how our, the, our economy is going to hold up with, uh, with that virus spread and uh, uh, mutations are the big risk. Um, you know, they're, they're still trying to assess, you know, there is optimism that vaccines will still hold up. There are concerns with the South African one. So all this uncertainty is going to remain in place. It's going to really drive, you know, the, the current theme, which is lockdowns. I think uh, you're going to see uh, restrictive behavior uh, remain the story for both the U.S. and Europe. And, and, and that's what I think, you know, you're seeing stocks are kind of running out of uh, that risk on steam. And I think it's going to really, I think, be determined, uh, you know, once we kind of get past these lockdowns and uh, hopefully uh, things improve and uh, these uh, vaccines are still successful uh, with mutations. And, uh, and I think we're also bracing for uh, uh, possibly the J Johnson & Johnson vaccine, which um, was 
is expected uh, the late stage trial results uh, at some point in January. So uh, if they follow the theme that uh, Moderna and Pfizer did, uh, you know, Monday morning could be a, a very positive start if, if, if Johnson Johnson has uh, strong results with, uh, I think the bar has been set, you know, as long as their uh, effective rate against COVID is at least 80 or 85%, I think that's going to be good enough to keep markets excited that we will have that return to pre-pandemic life in, in the U.S. at least uh, sometime in the fall, if not sooner. And apart from the executive orders focusing around COVID-19, what struck you as significant in terms of what he is trying to do for the U.S. economy? Well, I think there's there's several themes. Uh, I, I think that you you know economic relief is is one that you can tie that in with COVID. Uh, Buy America, climate change policies, healthcare, immigration. Uh, th- this is this is all. Um, uh, key issues that he's campaigned on and you know we're, we're not really going to get i think any any big surprises i think um the big test has been so far hearing from the republicans and it seems like partisan politics will hold up so we're we're not gonna that divided america unfortunately it seems like that might still re- remain the case um and, and, and i think that you're you're probably going to see that uh by biden you know, I think he's learned a lot. Uh, he was vice president under the Obama administration, and uh, I think, you know, uh, there was a there were a lot of uh, mistakes as far as being ineffective. And and I think what Biden has learned is he needs to act strongly, sw- swiftly, and clearly. And uh, you know, I, I think that you're going to see him try to be as effective as possible in these first 100 days, and and, and that should be very positive, I think, for risk appetite, um, regardless of, of what we see as far as um, short-term lockdowns. You touched on Europe earlier on, Ed, and we had a speech from Christine Lagarde, the ECB president, and uh, she's trying to be optimistic despite the lockdown situation, but the markets aren't that convinced, are they? No, and I think the ECB rate decision kind of went out as expected. You know, they kept policy steady. You have to remember in December they did boost their stimulus measures, which included the emergency bond purchases and long-term loans uh, to, to banks. So, so uh, you know, this, this was kind of an easy meeting for her. Um, her nuanced assessment of the economy, I think, you know, there's, there's lots of positives, you know, we, you know, we have vaccinations coming, there was the Brexit trade deal, but uh, extended lockdowns, you know, it, 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 it's tough to shake that. So I, I think, you know, she's, she tried to be upbeat. Um, I, I think there, there are expectations that, uh, you know, it, a lot will depend on the fiscal stance and, uh, um, you know, the ECB is, is uh, <clears throat> un undoubtedly going to have to remain accommodative. I think that, you know, we'll, we'll ECB hike before the Fed, most likely. But I, I think, you know, it's 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 still, you know, we're still, it's still crisis mode right now for uh, for the Eurozone. And I think you're going to see that, uh, you know, ECB is going to, you know, I think maintain a, a steady stance here in, in, in the, as far as support goes for the economy. And she mentioned the rollout of vaccines, which uh, started in late December. Interesting, really, when you think about the difference between the uh, former member of the EU, United Kingdom, and most of Europe. Because whatever you say about the UK post-Brexit, one thing that they have certainly rolled out quickly, and that is the vaccinations. Unfortunately, you can't say the same thing of their European neighbours. 
No, very much so. And, and I think that was kind of one of the big surprises uh, that uh, um, I, I think you, you really are seeing that the UK, uh, they're definitely uh, seeing more light at the end of their COVID tunnel. And, and I, I think that you're probably uh, going to uh, you know, see uh, investors, you know, become a little bit more upbeat as far as the UK economy. Um, you know, I, I think cases are not spreading exponentially, and that is huge, as you highlighted earlier. I think, I think that that is going to be, um, you know, helping you know raise expectations that you know, well, once we do see the reopening of the economy. It's it's not going to you know it's going to be sustained and and you know the the country can kind of move forward. So I think you know there's a lot of uh, minutia you have to get through as far as the Brexit trade deal that goes that that you know we still have some <laughs> clarifying that needs to be done. But I think there's still uh, a lot of pent up demand and, and belief that you know you know UK assets could could outperform um, um, much sooner than uh, a lot of of what we're seeing in Europe. I want to talk to you about Bitcoin, uh, Ed, and a uh, bit of a collapse this week, 20%. The selling pressure is mounting, isn't it? And there's this double spend story. Can you explain that? Yeah, it, it was pretty fascinating. I, I, I think that um, overnight there was uh, uh, on the, the, the Twitter world, <laughs> um, you know, reports that there was a potential double spend attempt. Uh, which, you know, it was only for $21, roughly $21. So it was a lot of people initially were saying like, it's $21. What's the big deal? Well, that $21 could easily have been $21 million. And there was kind of this like uh, loss of confidence. And, and uh, I think, you know, because, you know, much of the big money that has joined the crypto space is, is fairly new. Uh, and it was their first time of hearing of double spend. Double spend is, is, has been an ongoing uh, um issue in, 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 in uh, blockchain. And, and I think what you're going to see is that, you know, one, one of the reasons why Bitcoin is, is uh, really valued is that, you know, secure transactions need six confirmations. So it, it, it seemed that uh, there was just a slow transaction and there was two, uh, there was someone trying to uh, do two transactions with the same coin. And, and that basically, uh, you know, uh, it got flagged and uh, rightfully so. But I think there was that uncertainty as far as, well, uh-oh, uh, did Bitcoin get hacked? And that's why we saw, uh, you know, when you when you take into consideration the high, you know, the, the, the actual drop was over 30%. <laughs> um, and uh, I, I think investors, you know, were, were kind of uh, extremely concerned that, okay, this, you know, you know, we're, you know, we thought we were beyond these these fears, and 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 that's why you're probably going to see um, uh, there there is a, a lot of uh, nervousness. But I think as people got educated on the double spend story, it was misinterpreted. Um, you know, we're starting to see people scale back in, and uh, you're and once again we're we're starting to see some of those big big institutional investors, a uh, micro uh, strategy. They they committed another 10 million into Bitcoin. So I think, you know, we're seeing prices stabilize and, and that's why we're probably uh, going to, you know, see Bitcoin remain that roller coaster ride. And then right now it is, it is, uh, you know, right up, you know, back towards 32,400 and, uh, you know, the volatility is not going to go away anytime soon. Okay, Ed, before we let you go today, let's have a preview to next week. And what should we look out for? primary focus for everyone, I think it's really all about 
the Biden administration. You know, as far as uh, the beginning of the stimulus negotiations, I think everyone is is extremely concerned that if Democrats are really unable to secure that stimulus relief plan with any Republican support, it really will, I think, uh, lower expectations that we're going to see impressive infrastructure spending down the road and and really kind of make Biden's life a lot harder to drive new initiatives that you know could be you know supportive for the economy. Besides the, the focus on on Biden, you know we will uh, have the Davos virtual uh, summit uh, where we'll, we'll hear from Chinese President Xi Jinping and I think um, Angela Merkel will also speak, uh, French President Macron. Everyone's going to be uh, closely following China as far as you know how they are outlining you know the next year and, and more importantly uh, their their current situation with the virus. Because China has uh, started to resume uh, lockdowns, and, and uh, I think that you know this virus variant is, is going to remain the focal point. I think that a lot of the global economic recovery was uh, firmly intact because China has had a, such a strong economic recovery. And, uh, if, if China has to take a couple steps backward, that's really going to, I think, derail optimism as far as uh, you know the amount of economic growth we're going to see globally. Uh, so the Davos is on. Uh, it's a the, the four-day summit, you know, it goes through most most of next week. Um, and then uh, as far as in, in the U.S., we're going to have lots of economic data. There's the consumer confidence. I think that uh, there's uh, expectations that for confidence to start to, to stabilize. Um, you're, you're also going to have in the U.S. Uh, durable goods. I think we're, we're, we're looking at a lot of key components, but, uh, you know, the main event in the, the U.S. is going to be the advanced uh, GDP reading, um, you know, where we, we, we saw... Uh, in the third quarter, uh, the economy bounced back 30, over 33%. Uh, fourth quarter is supposed to be a much more modest gain, uh, around 4.3%. So lots of investors are going to be judging you know, how strong the economy finished the year. Um, and uh, I, I think also, too, uh, many people are going to pay close attention to the, the Friday release of uh, German GDP uh, expected to come in flat. So. Um, I, I think that uh, uh, a lot of GDP data, I think uh, you're going to see the, the focus primarily remain on uh, on, on COVID, the, the, the various um, the, the, the mutations, and then um, also too on Monday, you know, it, if we see Johnson & Johnson uh, provide the results, you know, that could possibly be on Monday. So that could be very important to the outlook. Okay, Ed, have a very good weekend, and we'll speak to you again next time. Great, thank you.